What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Twilight Nine. I'm your host, Riley. Not an official podcast, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I know that I haven't recorded a podcast in, I think, two months. I think I did one, what, one by myself after Andy left, and then and then since then, we've been kind of uh, off the radar, but we're back this week-ish. It felt, it felt wrong not to do something for the Masters, so I was scanning my my little brain as to see what we could do and I came up with a new segment and by new I mean I just split the podcast in half and now the second half of it is going to be on Wednesdays now wad Wednesday masters is a perfect opportunity to do it and what wad Wednesday presented by twilight nine is going to be it's just going to be our betting segment we're going to go over bets we're going to go over the card uh Wednesday is just a better day to do this um, all my bets are pretty much in place. I've thought about everything and it's just going to be a quick 15, 20 minute listen that you can, you can have on your way home or when you're sitting on the couch at night with your wife and she's like, man, we haven't listened to Riley in a while. Put me on. That's what we're here for to please your wife. That's it. So that's what we got going on. we got wad Wednesday for the masters. I cannot believe it's masters week. I actually can't believe it's Masters Week. It feels like literally a week ago we were watching the Waste Management Phoenix Open and they were starting to roll out Masters commercials and it's like, man, I can't wait for the Masters. Now it's Masters Week. We're less than 24 hours away from the opening round of the Masters. And I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Uh, before we get into some some of the betting, um, I do want to give a little bit of a podcast update. I don't know when the official, official podcast is going to come back. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the whole the whole uh, co-host situation. It's just easier. I mean, I, I try I tried doing the podcast alone again, but it's far less entertaining. Um, it's it's tough to bounce off ideas to yourself, and it's hard to have a stream of consciousness for 45 minutes to an hour. It's just hard to do. So we're going to be definitely doing these every Wednesday because these are probably, regardless if I get a co-host for the podcast or not, these Wednesday, these Wad Wednesday segments are probably always going to be me. So these are these are now a thing. We're we're back on Wednesdays, which is exciting. Um, but I don't know when the podcast is going to be that. That's going to turn into more of just like a recap to news updates and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, we can start getting those out on um, on Mondays. But as of right now, we're back every Wednesday, which is exciting. So I guess we can just get into it. The first edition of Wad Wednesday for the 2023 Masters. Uh, we could talk about Tiger quick for a second. He gave a press conference on Tuesday. Um, I I don't I don't love his I don't love his chances this week. If I'm going to be completely honest, do I think he's going to make the cut? Yes. Is there a chance that he finishes in the top 20, top 10? Yes. Do I think he's going to win? No. Would it surprise me if he won? No. Because you can you can never rule out a guy uh, in his backyard, and that's what Augusta National is for Tiger. So I'm not ruling Tiger out of winning the golf tournament. It's just from a betting perspective, would I bet Tiger Woods to win this golf tournament? No. In his press conference, he started talking a little bit about, could this be my last Masters? Yes. How many do I have left in me? I don't know. You're starting to get the vibe of a guy that is slowly, and he and he didn't want to become this at the Open. He he was asked about this at the Genesis and all that kind of stuff. You're starting to see a guy that is starting to become a little bit more realistic of what his body can can be, and he's seeing the talent on the PGA Tour and all these guys around the world. Like on one leg, can I still compete with all these guys and actually have a shot to win? You're starting to see him become more okay with the idea of becoming 
and I hate to use this, but a, a ceremonial golfer, right? You show up at major championships, you show up at big events, you're the name, you bring the buzz, right? I don't know how much longer he's going to have that true belief of if I show up, I can win. I don't know. He said that his game is better. He feels really confident in his game coming into the week, which is great to hear. It looked good at the Genesis. He drove the shit out of the ball at the Genesis. Um, the putter was a <laughs> the putter was less than ideal. Hopefully at Augusta that turns around because he really knows these greens. Who knows? He, he says his game's better, but his leg feels a little bit worse, which again isn't great because that's the thing that is keeping him from competing in these events is getting through four days on that leg, right? So I don't know. And then... The last thing before we go over uh, who's on my card and all that kind of stuff is how did John Rahm become an under-the-radar guy at the 2023 Masters? No one is talking about John Rahm. I've been watching live from the range at the Masters all week. I don't think I saw him at all on live from, from the Masters. Maybe I missed this segment, whatever. Online, I follow a bunch of betting people, obviously follow all the all the golf media personalities or whatever. I do not know how John Rahm is flying under the radar at the 2023 Masters. Century TOC, American Express, the Genesis Invitational. A couple months ago, it looked like John Rahm was never going to lose a golf tournament ever again. He was the undisputed world number one. It looked like he was never going to lose. Then he withdrew from the players after the first round because of illness. And then he didn't make it out of pool play at the WGC Dell Technologies Mass Play in Austin. And I I think it's because Scotty and Rory both made it to the semifinals the last day of the match play. So maybe you kind of forget about John Rahm for a little bit. But uh, two months ago, he was the number one player in the world and he never it, it looked like he was never going to lose again. And he's getting to Augusta National, a place where before last year, he had four straight finishes of ninth or better and no one is talking about him no one's talking about John Rahm he's plus 850 to win I don't understand why is this a little hypocritical because I don't have John Rahm on my card yeah probably but I don't know how he's flying under the radar this week it makes zero sense I don't get it who knows I mean even he hit it fine at the first round of the players and in match play at Austin Country Club could not be more opposite than stroke play at Augusta National, right? Like it's just, we're talking about two different things that not making it to the round of 16 at the match play does not worry me at all about John Rahm, right? That event for like predicting the future is really hard, especially if you don't play well, right? If you play really, really well, then it might mean something. Then you might be building towards something. But if you don't make it to the round of 16 at the WGC Dell match play, it's really hard to hold that against you. Like, oh man, but you didn't get there, so you're not playing well. It's it's totally opposite things, right? So I don't know how we, I do not know how John Rahm is not being talked about more about the guy that's about to put on the green jacket. Do I think he's going to win? I think he has a, a very strong possibility of winning, right? But I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. But anyway, we can start. Get, we can we can get to the card. Uh, I got three or four guys that I bet on to win. I have four guys that I bet on to win, uh, and then I'm, I got uh, some props. I, I wrote a prop article for uh, Golf Week earlier today that'll probably be live by the time you guys listen to this. And a couple of the props feel like stealing money, which makes me a little bit nervous. But we'll push through. 
I definitely, I wanted to share this one stat that I found. Shout out Ron Close on uh, Twitter. I, I see his stuff all the time. I use his stuff all the time for course history and all that kind of stuff. I think his uh, Twitter account is like P, PGA splits or something. If, you, if you're into stats and you want to learn about like the deep dive into stats and betting history and all that kind of stuff, he's a great, he's a great uh, guy to follow. But according to him on his Twitter page, the last 11 winners, 11 out of the last 11 winners of the Masters have gained at least 18 strokes tee to green in the four events prior to their win at Augusta National. There are 14 players in the field this week who checked that box. Scotty, Cantlay, Roars, Jordan, Victor, Lowry, Day, Rom, Finau, Max, Tommy, Tyrrell, Gary, and JT. So if history has shown us anything, one of those 14 guys is going to wear the green jacket on Sunday, which is inc- is crazy to think about. 11 of the last 11 have done that. This is a serious trend. So if we take all that into account, one of those guys is going to win the green jacket on Sunday. Insane. Uh, just quick looking at it. One, two, uh, three of my picks to win are are on that list. I, I There's one guy not, but we're going to mix it up. So... Real quick, the odds, uh, these have changed. So let me pull up the updated version. Scotty Scheffler is the betting favorite at loan at plus 650. Rory's at 750. Rom's at 850. Then there's a huge gap. And it's Tony Finau and Jordan Spieth at plus 1800. Uh, Cantlay's 20 to 1. JT's 22 to 1. So is Jason Day. So is, so is DJ. Xander is 25 to 1. Max is 28 to 1. So is Colin Morikawa. That's what we got going on. So getting to our first name, our, my, my first guy is actually Max. He's still looking for that first win. He's looking for that win that just demands respect just by its presence on a resume. And obviously the Masters would check that box. He's never really played great major championships. He missed the cut here in 2021. He finally made the cut last year, tied for 48th, I think, last year. So he finally kind of broke the seal on major championships. Since winning the Farmers, he uh, he finished T39 at the Waste Management, was the runner-up at the Genesis, tied for 14th at the API, tied for 6th at the Players, um, made it out. He made it to the round of 16 at the WGC Dell Match Play. He's been one of the best players in the world all year long. Uh, what is he now at the official World Golf ranking? Let me pull that up real quick. Max is a top five player in the world. That's the kind of year he's had so far. He's still he's searching for that first win to put on the resume. Like, oh shit, this guy won that tournament. Masters would obviously do that. Love Max this week. He's twenty eight to one. He's hitting the ball as well as anybody in the world right now. He's putting lights out. His short game is good. You got to cut off the tee, which sucks at Augusta for a right hander. Right, you got to be able to turn it over though. DJ won with a cut. DJ also has a much higher ball flight and can hit it over trees. Max can't really do that. Max has a really low penetrating cut ball flight. So that worries me a little bit. Um, but this is a year that Max gets a major. It might be the Masters. 28 to 1 is also a great place. Uh, same price, Cam Young. Uh, Cam Young was not on the radar until a couple of weeks ago when he picked up uh, Paul Tesori, Webb Web Simpson's old caddy. He is now on the bag, he has extensive knowledge of Augusta National, which is only going to help Cam Young. It's going to rain all week in Augusta. It's going to be soggy. What does that mean? Carry distance all of a, all of a sudden means way more. There's going to be no rollout in the fairway. There are only a few guys on tour that hit it as high and as long as Cam Cameron Young. 
Love Cam Young this week. I think he's going to play really good. He missed the cut here last year. His game looks really good. He obviously reached the finals at the WGC Dell match play. Um, again, like I said earlier, I think when you play well at that event, it tells you more than when you play bad at it. I just think that's the case. Um, I just think Young is in for a really good week. If you don't love him at 28 to one, if you don't think he's going to win, I I would highly suggest putting like a top 20 or top 10 play on him. I, I think he's going to have a great week, a great week at Augusta. Colin Morikawa was another name that kept coming up. I think Colin has been, has been one of the most steady players all year. He was close to the winning in the century tournament of champions. He's was fifth year last year. He's improved his finish at Augusta every single year. That's huge. Um, but the guy that is obviously the guy, and I'm going all in on him because he's my guy. If you listen to Twilight Nine this entire time, you would know Rory McIlroy. Is this the year? I don't know. He's played 81 holes before Masters Week in preparation. He's changed putters to a Scotty Cameron that looked unbelievable at the match play. He shortened the driver, which again, looked unbelievable at the match play. He's coming off a runner-up finish at the Masters last year where he shot a bogey-free 8-under-64 in the final round, capped off by a bunker shot on the on the 72nd green. A lot of people are talking about how that round can kind of shed some scar tissue that that early, that I don't even want to talk about it, what happened back in the day to Rory McIlroy at Augusta on the 10th tee. But can that give him good vibes coming into this week? He said that that was the first time that he ever left Augusta National happy, right? Before that, you leave angry, sad, because you didn't win. That was the first time where he was like, that was awesome. He had fun. And that's the kind of round that can can springboard somebody into, oh yeah, I forgot how fun this is. I forgot how fun this tournament is. I forgot how awesome this golf course is. He can freewheel it. He's the the perfect example of if when Roy McIlroy plays tight, he plays poorly. When he just lets her rip, he shoots bogey-free 64s. Obviously, you can't play like that every day. You're not feeling that great every day. The course isn't set up like that every day. The conditions can have an effect on that. But if he goes out this week and just freewheels it, if he feels good, if he stays patient, if he's confident in the golf swing, I love Roy's chances this week. I love him. I and I, I've said it for the last five years. I've I've tried to concoct reasons in my mind why this could be the year for Rory McIlroy. This year, for some reason, feels a little different. It just does. It feels a little different. I think his mindset is different this week. His preparation is different. His game is in great shape. Little equipment changes that have helped. He's played well here. Rumor is a couple weeks ago when he played, he only needed 19 putts to get around Augusta National. He, quote unquote, confirmed that during an interview at the, I think it was the match play. This year feels different for Roy McIlroy. And, and it is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It is going to be a lot of fun to see this guy try to get it done down the stretch. And I can't wait for it. So now we're going to dive into a couple of prop bets. So those are the guys I have winning. At the end, I'll go over a couple position plays that I really like. But I, I got five props that, that I love. So we were trying to get Tiger on a place in the card for plus money. 
And we found a really weird way to do it, but we found it. He's minus 175 to finish in the top 40. I didn't want to touch that. He's minus money to make the cut. I didn't want to touch that. I wanted somewhere on the card that I could get Tiger at plus money for something not a hole-in-one. Tiger Woods to make over three and a half birdies in round one plus 105. How does that not hit? He made three birdies in his opening round last year, and he played the par fives at even, I believe. I think he birdied one, bogey one, par the other two. He's going to birdie a par three. He's going to birdie a par four, and he better birdie two of the par fives. There's four birdies right there. Over three and a half birdies, round one, plus 105. I don't know how that doesn't hit. All these props feel like they're going to hit, which makes me very nervous, but we're riding with them anyway. I don't know how that doesn't hit. Tiger Woods over three and a half plus 105. That's what we're looking for. This is another one. Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, and Jason Day to all finish inside the top 20. It is a parlay at plus 500. Jordan Spieth loves Augusta as anybody in the world does. Max Homa is a top five player in golf coming off his first made to cut the Masters. Maybe he's vibing a little bit more. He's already won a couple times this season. And Jason Day is really close to returning to the player that we saw in 2015. The guy is one of the best players in the world right now. I don't care about ranking. Jason Day right now is playing like a top 10 player in, in golf. That's just a fact. Those guys to all finish inside the top 20 at plus 500. Love it. Feels like a lock. Makes me nervous. Riding with it. You guys are going to like this one. Amateur play. Gordon Sargent to finish inside the top 40 at plus 165. He's a sophomore at Vanderbilt. He's only here because he got a special invitation from Augusta National to be here. He's the number one ranked amateur in the world. He's the best amateur in the world. On Monday, he played with Justin Thomas and out drove him by 20 yards on almost every hole. On Tuesday, he played with Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka. That's a pretty good duo to learn how to play Augusta National from. He cruises at 185 ball speed with driver, which is ridiculous. Cruises with it. They were talking about on uh, Live from the Range or whatever this fucking show is called, that if he needs to get there, he can hit it. Up, he can hit close to 200 miles an hour ball speed. That's absurd. In wet conditions, in soggy fairways with no rollout, when we're going to be looking for guys that just hit the ball a long freaking way in the air, Gordon Sargent is one of those guys. Top 40 at plus 165. He's my pick to win low am. I think he can finish inside the top 40, plus 165. I That's one of my favorite plays of the week, is, Garden, uh, is Gordon Sargent uh, top 40. Love that play. Uh, second to last one, winning margin, one stroke. I just think with Rory playing this high-level golf, Rom, Scotty, J-Day, Max, Jordan, JT, um, all these guys, I, it's going to be really hard for me to see somebody running away from the field like we did last year with Scotty Scheffler. He ended up winning by three, probably should have won by five. And then a couple years ago, 2020, when uh, DJ won by five. I don't think that's going to happen again. Three out of the last five Masters were decided by one stroke. I think that continues. Plus 225, winning winning margin, one stroke. That's what I got. And then this is my favorite prop of the week. Roy McIlroy to finish inside the top five. Tony Finau to finish inside the top 10. And Xander Schauffele to finish inside the top 20 at plus 1,400. This, this might classify as stealing money if it plays out the way I think it's going to play out. Rory McIlroy is my pick to win, so a top five finish will take that. 
Tony Finau has seven top 20 finishes and eight starts in 2023 and has finished inside the top 10 at the Masters three times. And before missing the cut last year at the Masters, Xander had three straight top 20s. Two of those are top threes. Tell me how this doesn't hit. This feels like the most layup of layups, which again makes me nervous. But I love this play. Love it. Plus 1,400, hammered at. Hammered at. That's all I got to say. And then if I go back and look at the odd sheet, looking at some top 10s, looking at top 20s, looking at top 10s, love Finau at plus 180. Uh, I like JT there at plus 200. I like J-Day there at plus 210. Um, Cam Smith always seems to play here well here. I like that at plus 260. If we're going to go a little bit deeper, look at top 20s, look a little bit further down the odd sheet. I love Cam Young at plus 110. Um, I love Willie Zalatoris at plus 130. Nobody's talking about Willie Z. He's not. He hasn't played that well this year. Uh, for some reason, he turns. He's like Brooks Kepka back when Brooks used to do this back in like 2017 to 2019. Willie Z sees a major championship on the schedule and says, "Oh shit, yeah, I remember how to play golf now." Will's out. Torres will finish inside the top 20 at the Masters. Plus 130. I love that. Corey Connors is playing really good golf at plus 150. And Jay Rose. Jay Rose has a great history at the Masters. He's played well. He's won this season. I think Rosie is going to have a really good week. Plus 150 for a top 20 feels like a lock. Just going down the list here. And then another guy that I like for a top 20, he had a really good week at the players. He's long off the tee. He's fast with ball speed. He He's right in the mid 180s also, which surprised me. He hit 190 a couple times at the players. Uh, Min Woo Lee. Love Min Woo Lee this week for a top 20. Is he actually, I'm going to look at top 30 odds real quick. Is he plus odds for a top 30? Because I might hammer that right now. Minus 120. Love that too. I think he's in for a really good week. I think he is. But yeah, that's what we got going on. That's the card. Uh, It's very Rory McIlroy heavy. Uh, I've bet on a couple other guys to win, obviously, but Rory is the big play. This year feels different. Hopefully that's the case. But yeah, that's what I got. That's the card for the Masters, folks. Um, That's what we got going on. Next week, what's the tournament next week? RBC Heritage, I think. Um, it's going to be really hard to talk about a tournament, not the masters the week after the masters, but I guess we're just going to have to deal with that, but that's what we got. That's wad Wednesday for the 2023 masters. Thank you for listening. Um, maybe we'll be back with a podcast next week. Who knows if we are, it'll drop either Monday or Tuesday, and then we will be back for wad Wednesday next Wednesday for whatever tournament it is. I think it's the heritage. Who knows? Uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.